Hi everyone, Jack here. Uh, before the episode starts, I just want to take a moment to thank some of our patrons for supporting us. Thank you to Morgan Patterson, Theo Hendry, Jace Pastris, Mordecai Sennett, Ollie Science, Juno, Crow, Jan Aloney, Dylan Beauchamp, Prozac Haven, Aaron Zubbo, Connor Fox, Saffron, and Adrian Frisbee. Your support means a lot to us. And now on with the episode. even supposed to work without her me reading my own mind to you is that is that how we're going to continue this experiment because after the first time i'm not sure when it actually stops being you know mind reading and just becomes talking <laughs> uh, maybe she's just in the bathroom or arguing with the guards legitimate question can someone explain to me why she got to walk away from all this dr kane you're sure the ac current will work just as well with two neural currents as it did with one Yes, especially since we know that these specific neural currents are already compatible. Might be a little more complicated when it moves to the clinical trials like you want. When, not if. None of that matters if only one of the neural currents is in the lab. Honestly, as long as the subjects and eventually the patients are screened for compatibility beforehand, I'm not predicting much more work on anyone's end. Even if there are complications, they're well worth the medical benefits. Unless the technology ends up in the wrong hands. Are y'all even listening to me? I said it before, I'll say it again. What I lack in affection, I make up for in caution. And I'll have my connections in the medical field back to make sure it has the proper security. That's a lot of what-ifs, Dr. Huxley. It's a lot of whens, Dr. Kane. Now, where's Miss Cobra? I'm sure the guards will bring her in soon. Uh, speaking of, are we sure it's a good idea to go through with this after the, uh... The murder attempt? The murder attempt? Right. Hey, Aster, I'm talking to you. I have my worries, but none of them are strong enough to stop working. Hmm. Can someone tell me the point of being here if y'all are just going to keep ignoring me to whisper in the corner? Mix Algernon, if I may, you are surprisingly willing to work with Jules again after she, you know... It's a prison, and I'm not exactly easy to get along with. Someone is bound to try it sooner or later. I'd still rather work with Jules than a stranger, murder attempt aside. That's one way of looking at it. Sorry we're late. It's all right. We're still setting up. Thank you. I'll be waiting outside. Thanks for the ride, buddy. So, here I am, reporting for mind duty. Miss Grover, I'm glad you could join us. Have a seat. Fine. Wait, so you're answering to her? Dr. Kane will set you up with our transmission system. Looks different this time. It changed the electricity or something. We made some modifications. God, can he even hear me? He can hear you, Vic. Can anyone hear me? No one's spoken to me since I got here. Maybe this is the moment I found out why I've been dead this whole time. You're ignoring me now? Oh my 
God. Don't like it, do you? Now imagine if I was the guy about to electrocute you indefinitely for Jake. like... Yeah, sorry. Are we all done? Because I, for one, would like to continue. Ms. Cobra, thank you for compromising with me and participating in this part of the project. But seeing as you are about to have somewhat unfettered access to McSaldronon's mind, I would like some kind of confirmation that you won't make another attempt on their life. Jesus H. Christ. If you cannot promise that- Ugh, fine! I promise I won't try to kill Vic again. Happy? I can hardly contain my excitement. You're sure it's a one-way street this time? I don't want this guy in my head again. I'm not sure about anything, but I believe Victor's- Vic? Previous experience will make it easier for the both of you to stay on track. It may not be a one-way street, but the chances of you making any U-turns are low. <laughs> nice metaphor. And I can't stress this enough. If this turns into another murder attempt, I'm going to have you thrown in solitary indefinitely. If I can't have you two on good terms, I at least need you alive. You, you can't have, have us on good before. terms. Uh, um, hold on. Is that is that actually possible? Like, to kill me by messing around in my head? Good question. I... Don't think so. Your AI nearly killed us last time, so that's not very reassuring. Something I seem to know a lot about, since I was a murder victim less than a week ago. Well, technically you weren't murdered. Just, you know, attempted to be murdered. Uh, is uh, attempted to be murdered victim a thing? <laughs> kind of a mouthful. Let's call it assault and move on. Fine by me. Okay, well... I'm sure I gotta be dead because this is clearly hell and my soul has been eternally damned to- Ah! That's pinching! Hey! Sorry. Just wanted to make sure it was tight enough. Jesus! I said I was sorry. Dr. Kane, is everything ready? Yep. Ready to start when you are. Just flip that switch and jewels will be plopped into Vic's mind. Hold on. It wasn't that fast last time. Huh. Vic's head is a little emptier than I thought. I mean, they've always seemed a little spacey, but... Ow! What the hell was that? Hey, Jules, are you in there okay? Can you hear me? Can she hear us? Can she? Keep in mind that if you're not responding out of protest, you're compromising on some of the only good medical research yeah, yeah, that's I'm ever here. come out of... Great! Where is here, exactly? I'm in a black void <laughs> about what I was expecting from Vic's head. Uh, black void? You sound worried. Why do you sound worried? <laughs> no, everything's fine. Just wondering, um, can you move around at all? That's not what Vic described last time. Yeah, it seems pretty endless. Huh. Really not liking the implications of that, huh? Okay, uh, so let's try something. Um, try uh, talking to Vic. See if that triggers something. Sure. Um, Vic, you there? I assume you're there. Can you drop me a sign? Drop me a sign? What, am I talking to a ghost now? Ah! A stop sign? What a comedian. Hey, Jules. Anything happen yet? I asked them to drop me a sign that they're around, and they nearly dropped a stop sign on my head. <laughs> that's, that's it funny. It really isn't. Uh, it seems like talking to them might work. Keep it up. Hey, Vic. It's Jules, obviously. 
Listen, the longer we keep this up, the longer I'm going to be stuck in your head, and I don't think either of us want that. If you're waiting for me to apologize or whatever, I'm not going to. So just, I I don't know, give me something to work with. Hmm. What is it, boss? She was in a black void, and only when she directly reached out to Vic did anything happen, correct? Yeah, that seems to be how it went. Why do you ask? Previously, Vic was able to just access Jules' memory, and the way he reacted, I'm guessing he was able to access it without her permission. But Vic... Vic is intentionally withholding it from her. Right. Because she tried to kill him. No. Well, yes, but... What I'm trying to say is that Mix Algernon has more control over who can see what in this disassociative state and when. Between the little revelation and the fact that Vic's friend-slash-assailant is currently walking around in his head, do you think we should call it and pull them out early? Not yet. Let's see how this progresses. Who knows, maybe she develops the same ability, or maybe not. Maybe this is the manifestation of different current patterns that we're noticing. Hey guys, Warren, Doc. Uh, uh, What's up? Yes? I'm not in the void anymore. The stop sign kind of grew into a door or something. Not really sure, but uh, I opened it and now I'm somewhere else. Describe what you're seeing. Nice kind of foresty area, farmland, weird road, still no Vic. Hey, Algernon, I'm hoping this is just memory logic and the government officials in your neck of the woods didn't really line the street with blue and green tiles. You'd be right. Christ! Make a noise or something. You're in my head. I'm not going to knock on my own door. Whatever. What took you so long? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think my mind is used to having more than one occupant. It took a little longer to orient myself, I guess. That kind of makes sense. So... Where even are we? I'm assuming your childhood house or something equally original? That was sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, I got it. Listen, you already tried to murder me. Would it kill you to at least, I don't know, pretend like you're sorry? But you know that I'm not. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to insult me every chance you get or be so, like... Bitchy? I was gonna say mean, but yeah, that, uh, that works too. I want to know what I did to make you so angry. If you hate me just for the hell of it, fine. If you hate me for something I can't change, fine. But I just need to know why. I told you, it was nothing personal. You were just a liability to me, that's all. I'm not a liability now. How am I even sure you're not going to try to kill me again? I don't like solitary. Right. Is that the only thing stopping you? Maybe... You got a lot of floated windows here. Anything symbolic about that? Just checking in with you two. Vic, glad to see you joined us. Everything going okay? It had better be. (laughs) You had our poor little neurologist worried for a while there. Oh no, I hope he recovers. The answer is no, by the way, to the window question. Uh, Or at least, I don't know. I don't know why they're floating. Mm. Can Can I ask you a question, Jules? You're going to anyway. Are you going to answer? Probably not. Uh, What is your deal? (coughs) (coughs) 
What is happening? I don't know. The, the machines are freaking out. Both their brain activities are off the charts. It's... Wait. There's a spike in the readings, and it's moving. From Vic's chart What's to... What's going on with Jules? She's coughing a lot and, and flickering? Flickering how? Do you still have eyes on her? Hey, you're alright. We're, we're gonna get out of here, I, I think. Is it too late to pull us out now, or... Vic. <laughs> Algernon. Where is Jules? Where are you? I don't you? know. She just she started coughing and hyperventilating, and I, then I just... I, I tried to pat her back, and everything went dark. And, and, and now, I think I'm in some sort of tunnel. It's really dark. I can't see anything. Tunnel? Uh, Vic, is that tunnel something you're familiar no, with? No, it's, it's... It's Jules. That's Jules, man. Jules? Jules, where are you? Where the fuck are we now? Come on, Jules. Talk to me. Maybe it's taking her a while to get her bearings. The same way it took time for you to appear when she entered your mind. Hey, Jules. Can you maybe take us to a place that has, I don't know, light? This doesn't sound good. Thank you for that observation. I'll make sure you're correctly attributed in the paper. Uh, heading towards the light. It feels wrong? I, I don't know, but... Ah, okay! Still heading towards the light... You know, for figments of Jules' subconscious, these rocks sure hurt a hell of a lot. But I, I'm sure you don't want me here, and this is just your brain's way of showing it. I get it. I used to throw shit at my sister to get out of my room, but we're, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna get out of here. Vic? Buddy? You doing okay in there? Please tell me things are getting marginally better. Both your readings have stabilized. Somewhat. Tell me what you saw. Uh, we, we were underground. I could hear Jules, but I couldn't see her or find her. Uh, it sounded like she might have been choking or, or trapped somewhere or, or both. So I just kept looking for a light, and I, I don't know, I, I found some. Something in the dirt shifted, and then there was a clear path. Still can't find Jules. I can't hear her either. Uh, I guess that's pretty concerning. Uh, but I'm still walking towards the light. Walking towards the light. I'm aware of how that sounds, uh, but I don't think I'd be that lucky. Let's hope so. Okay. Um... Somewhere else, definitely. Inside a building, no windows, which is weird. Uh, Vic, out of curiosity, how much do you know about Jules? I, I don't know. She doesn't really talk about herself. I, I mean, she mentioned growing up in an orphanage, and uh, oh right, mm-hmm. orphanages are usually underground. Yup. Who's original now, Jules? Jules? Seriously, where are you now? Jules, is that you? We're, uh, your inner child? Do you even have an inner child? I don't even know how I can imagine Jules as a child. Well, uh, okay. I thought I was underground. Alright, I'm outside now. Describe it. Uh, okay. I mean, this place looks like it's in the middle of a desert. There are buildings out here. Uh, well, one large factory-looking place and a bunch of smaller cabins, I guess. I can see a garden. Go inside. Go inside where? The factory-looking place. The scans are coming back normal. Finally. They've shifted completely into Jules' mind, though. I don't know how they did that. I can't even begin to. Do you know where they are? If my own memory serves me right... That factory building in the desert matches the description of the autonomous zone Jules established. Autonomous zone? Yeah. I didn't really think to look. 
It seemed private. Do you not know why your own subjects are in prison? Well, I flipped through their files. Uh, Warren? She... Yeah, I can't get any closer. Uh, What do you mean? Like, I mean I physically cannot. I've been walking for a while now, and I'm literally not getting any closer. I can only just see it in the distance, and it's like really, really goddamn hot. Christ. Hey, Jules, am I letting it rain or something? Figures. Wait. Wait, I think I see someone coming out. They're coming towards me. I think it's... uh, No. No, that's not... Oh, shit. What's going on? (laughs) Nothing much. Just a lunatic is sprinting out to come say hi. Vic! Vic, are you there? Vic, say something, please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. And I'm back in the tunnel, I guess. What happened? I was drop kicked. <laughs> By Jules? No. I don't I don't know who that person was. They were a little shorter than Jules and had short curly hair. Uh, did the person have a tattoo of a phoenix on their arm? What? I, I don't know. I mean, they definitely had a tattoo, but I didn't like ask to get a closer look at it. Why? Do you know them? Hello? Warren? Can y'all still hear me? Sorry. I was just getting some files. I think I might know who the person is, but right now, the priority is to get you and Jules back into a safe place. I'm guessing Jules' mind isn't safe? I'm gonna level with you, buddy. We weren't prepared for this at all. No shit. And I mean that in the equipment sort of way. It was designed for one person to go into another person's mind. But somehow... You... Jailbroke it, and, uh... You have no idea if I can get back out. Sorry. But, but, but don't worry. Huxley is not going to let you stay in there. He's working hard to get you out. Curious. Let me know what I can do to help. Um, talking to you work for her. Uh, hey, Jules. I, I, I don't know if you can hear me or not. I want you to know that I, I, I don't expect an apology? Seriously, like it, it's a prison. Someone was bound to try and kill me at some point. I'd rather it came from a friend than like anyone else, I guess. Well, I, I don't know if we're friends, but you, you, you get my point. I just, I just want to get out of here. Please. I, I get why that person chased me. Probably some kind of defense mechanism, because whatever you're keeping in there, you don't want me to see it, and I, I'm not going to try. I... I know you care, you, you care, like, a lot, even if you don't like when people point it out. You don't take any shit, which I respect, and I want to know you, but I'm not going to try if you don't want me to. We can just leave. We don't have to be friends. I don't have to know anything about you. We can just be, like, lab partners. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. We come in, get experimented on, then we leave. We don't have to cross paths in the canteen or anything. I'll even pretend I don't know you. I don't know what I need to say right now, just get back into my mind. Please. Jules? Uh, are you doing this, Jules? What just happened? I think... I think it fixed itself? Things don't just fix itself. What did they do in there? 
Vic said he would try to help, but I didn't think... Did he actually do it? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're done here. Pull us out. It's easier if you're standing by the mailbox. Why? I, I don't know. Miss Cooper, what ha- what just happened? Miss Cooper, may I remind you the conditions uh, of... Just pull us out. Very well. Dr. Kane is reducing the AC right now. Easy there. I got you. I'll call the guards and take Jules to her cell. Maybe find her some meds, too. She doesn't look too good. Vic? You okay there? Can you walk? Mm-hmm. Just a minute, Mixandronon. How are you feeling? Just peachy. That was a very dangerous thing you did. Me? What did I do? Are you really unaware? Please, enlighten me. Kane said something about my jail-breaking the equipment. What I want to know is how the hell that is possible when I was unconscious. Well? That will have to be explored at a later time. I will delay experiments until you and Miss Cobra have fully recovered. Uh, until then, please continue to record any symptoms you might have, and do not hesitate to alert me should you need medical assistance. Fine. And, Vic? What? Please, take care of yourself. You're not as replaceable as you think you are. I'll see you later, Huxley. Today's episode was written by Jack Loney and Reese Tirado. It featured Leland Heed as Victor Algernon, Varus Zima as Aster Huxley, Serena Johnston as Jules Krober, and Finn Carter as Warren Kane. Our editor is Stoker Leopold, and our music is by Sloan Van Dyke. If you want to follow Brain Rot Presents on social media, subscribe to our Patreon, or make a donation to our fundraiser, the information will all be linked below. Thanks for listening. This is the audition tape of Nix Ryland. I'm a second year studying drama and I really think I'd be right for the role of Puck because I'm like the biggest Shakespeare fan. I'm chaotic and my best friend Bella says I give off protagonist energy, whatever that is. Also, the Fae, so gender, you know what I mean? Anyway, this monologue comes from well, I found this chest of handwritten monologues when I was clearing out my attic, so it's anonymous. Maybe an excerpt? Maybe a standalone? But despite not being a Shakespeare monologue, I think it fits the vibes. I mean, it's got tragic romance, haunting imagery, and waxing poetic about the sky. So, yeah. The character is Eliana Wickham a professor of astrophysics whose wife went missing several months ago. It doesn't have, like, an official title, so I've just been calling it 
the sad one about stars. The Attic Monologues is a monthly urban fantasy podcast releasing on the last Wednesday of every month. Find us on any podcatcher near you.